about time for true crime hi hey how's it going um great but how are you guys how are how's your how's your life how are you doing oh my gosh thanksgiving by the time you hear this happy thanksgiving Thanksgiving. oh my goodness we're so grateful for you oh i love that and we are we're very thankful for you and thankful that you guys want to hang out with us yeah i know i hope by the time that this goes live well not this goes live at like 5 a.m. So maybe not then. But in a few hours after this goes live, I hope I'm yes. stuffing my face with mashed potatoes. Oh my gosh, yes. Ugh, with like garlic and extra butter and like... A little bit of cheese. Sour cream. Okay, Have you ever made... I don't... Okay, I've had them because my friend has made them that way, but mm-hmm. I haven't actually made it with the sour cream in it. My ideal is like a little bit of milk, a little bit of sour cream. So like both... Because mm-hmm. I feel like all sour cream, it gets a little weird. And I all mean, milk, it's not as creamy. So the co- you just do a little bit. It's the best of both worlds. Sitch, it's a little, you know, little itty bit. A little Hannah Montana. Best of both worlds. Yeah, yeah. Limo out front. So, um, happy Thanksgiving. We hope that you guys were able to spend some time with family, and have a very happy day. Don't talk about anything upsetting, like murder. I mean, do like do it later. Like listen to yeah. it later, but maybe not like at the dinner table potentially yeah not during the prayer like i don't think they'd really appreciate our fuckery yeah no i don't i don't get the sense that they would no no um and you know what if your great uncle or your great aunt or like your weird uncle we all have one it's okay um <laughs> if they start making you uncomfy you can play us out loud let me let me talk to him real quick hi this is an automated recording letting you know that you're making your family member uncomfortable if you could stop a staring b commenting or c any of the above please do so now all right i hope that was helpful for you guys um um recently pointed out that every time i fucking talk i have to sniff before and because it's what is that cold and allergy season i'm always (laughs) snotty it's like so anyway you can always tell what it's you about to talk because it's so (laughs) i love it maybe i need to start taking like claritin (laughs) this is your reminder to pick up zyrtec hey (laughs) thank you this is an automated message (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh that reminds me of the beginning of cereal and i still haven't heard any other updates on adnan which is sad but they did release him which is cool yes i did see that we also um i think maybe by the time this comes out the kate it's already had its um court date but the riley white law oh yeah i know it was sometime in november it was it's mid-november so maybe by the time this comes out it will have been done um yes we will will update you for sure get that to you guys asap but that is exciting i'm excited to at least start to like move on to the next chapter of that case hopefully close it but i mean seriously i mean there's no doubt about it no and i'm surprised he hasn't folded yet i'm pretty sure he's gonna plea out but well we can only hope we can only hope but we really do hope that you guys are having a very lovely thanksgiving and that you're spending time with either the family that you have or the family that you chose and all of your pets give them all some boops give them some smooches from us like right on the little nose right on the nose yeah and um, give them some pets. And headbutts. Yeah. 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 Um, and, you know, hug hug the people you want to hug. Hug your family. Uh, kiss your pets. Yeah. Yeah. 
We're all about that here. And eat some freaking mashed potatoes. Like honestly, they're they're so good. I mean, for me, I just if love nothing them. else, just for me. Right. Um, what are we gonna do today? Today we're gonna go on a wild ride. Ooh, we are. We really are. So, um, we should do this before eating and not immediately after eating. Um. Or if you guys eat beforehand, give it an hour before you get in the pool, please. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest. This isn't gruesome. Yay! So, which actually, I just realized as we sat down to record mm-hmm. that this is going to come out on Thanksgiving. So, this was not my plan. I didn't... This isn't like a Thanksgiving case by any oh, means okay. or anything I was like, like oh that. My. No, but um, maybe it's appropriate that it's not super gory and terrible and yeah. evil and horrific. I mean, it's not, it's not great. But it's not going to like make me nauseous but i don't think it's gonna ruin your appetite okay love that and on a day that's like all about having a big appetite yeah like after your thanksgiving nap you need wake up you can can listen to this i think you'll be all right love it i think you're okay okay all right so let's get into it like a dessert course yeah murder okay sure because you saved the best for last am i right okay so today we are going to discuss the death of sophie gerardo and four children yeah so I know I just started this with like, it's not that bad, but it's not, it's not like bloody, gory, gruesome. Okay. It's right. still bad. Oh yeah. No, I'm awful. not saying I mean, this is like pleasant. It's a murder podcast. But uh, correct. Like, yeah. Correct. So this is a wild ride. Okay. So buckle on up. I'm just clicking in um, because it's a little crazy. All right. But I want to say up front before I forget that the information that we're going to be talking about today comes from a number of sources. So Love. Uh, the New York Times, AP News um the cdc ap news and actually an episode of homicide hunter so i don't know if you've seen that show have you seen it i have not okay so it's i actually really like it so um it's about lieutenant joe kenda okay joe and he worked in the homicide unit and the show is literally him telling the story of cases that he has solved I love it. Or that he worked on, and then they do, like, dramatic reenactments to it that aren't, like, the worst you've ever seen. Okay. Some of them are so bad. Some of them are horrible. (laughs) Horrible, horrible. This, I mean, like, are they all tens? Absolutely not. (laughs) But, But you know. But they're okay. But it's okay. There's a a big range in acting in true crime shows. And I just like him. Like, I I appreciate that he's telling the stories that he worked on. Well, I like that, too, because it's, like personal and not like he has personal experience with it and i always try to look for things that are like oh they were interviewed on this or things like that but this is just him telling it so a lot of what we're going to talk about is from what he shared however it's all fact checked so there's there's a couple discrepancies like the age of somebody was off by a year when i looked up the um obituary it it Mm -hmm. had a different one so little things like that but the core of it very reliable and from him love it okay so Again, it's all going to be uh, in the show notes, but he's going to be talking about his investigation, how he approached it, the order that he went in, things like that. Okay. So I also want to say, you know, we just mentioned we're going to be talking about the death of four children. This is something that you want to skip over just based on that. We're really not getting into anything, again, gory, anything like that. But Graphic, yeah, none of take that. Take care of yourself. Do what you need to do. But we're going to jump into it here. Okay. 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 So we're going to go back to January 14th, 1990. Okay. And law enforcement had been called to do a welfare check at the home of Sophie Gerardo. 
So Sophie lived on South Hancock Avenue in Colorado Springs, Colorado. And speaking of Colorado Springs, the Riley Whitelaw case that we covered when the um, co-worker allegedly murdered <laughs> her, which I think we all know again, murdered her in their Walgreens break room. They were both employees there. Mm-hmm. This also happened in Colorado Springs. So that's not we're thinking the same place here, obviously decades apart, but just reminded you. So I do not know what's in the water over there in Colorado Springs. Because, yikes. And the case I did last week was also out of Colorado, so. Was it Colorado Springs Water? Stop it right now. That's a real brand, right? No, isn't it, um, Poland Springs? Damn it. Yeah, you're right. It is Poland Springs. (laughs) The OG. It's right in front of my face. I'm not even reading. Come on, Abble Dabble. no. All right. So anyway, goodness, um... The welfare check started as any of them do. Law enforcement arrive at the home. They try knocking on the front door. They ring the bell. They call out. And they were met with silence, which can happen. Maybe someone's not home, whatever the case may be. But unfortunately, that's not the case here because Sophie was home. So law enforcement walked around the home and then looked into a window and could actually see a woman lying on the floor face up not moving oh and so they breached the door and unfortunately discovered that she is deceased and it's confirmed that that is sophie Mm -hmm. and so they moved throughout the home to see if anybody else is there and they discovered an even more heartbreaking scene there were four children deceased as well (laughs) there was also a dead family cat no i know i know Uh -uh. Uh -uh. and i i am just as upset as about the cat being dead as the people so i just very upset so they also saw a lot of religious figurines and candles like on the the mantle and the initial investigators actually thought that it was some sort of religious killing that's their first impression they're walking in they're like there's five dead people here there's a dead cat and there's a bunch of like I want I o- almost want to say religious paraphernalia and I know that's not <laughs> not the word but like figurines and candles right. and cards and things of that nature. So with that with a, a dead animal and all of that people are like is this some kind of cult thing? Right, I is think Is this a ritualistic killing? What's going on? Yeah. So this is when they call Lieutenant Kenda. Okay, Kenda. And I'm just going to call him Kenda for most of this. But again, he is the homicide hunter, if you will. He's the one who the show is about. He's the host. Yeah. Talks about it. So he's got a lot of expertise in murder cases. And so that is where they call him to. Okay. And that is where he goes. Because the party don't start till Kenda walks in. You know, I expect that. Yeah, I expect that. So, we're going to walk through a little bit of the scene, but with more context. Okay. So, Sophie Gerardo was 34 years old. She was the one that was found on the ground, lying on her back, facing upwards. She was wearing blue jeans that had been a little bit unzipped, and her shirt was hiked up, exposing her stomach. Oh. And immediately, your mind jumps to sexual assault. Right. And... Any kind of disturbance to clothing is always noted. It's always looked into. And this is what they thought at first. They thought, okay, 
that's very odd jeans might have been tucked down a little bit shirts pulled up right pretty exposing the goods yes yeah so they also took a closer look and noticed that sophie had no physical injuries Okay. She didn't have a gaping head wound. She didn't have stab wounds or gunshot wounds or defensive wounds or lacerations or cuts or anything right. that would explain why she's dead right now. Okay. A 34-year-old seemingly healthy woman. Yeah, that's wild as hell. So the only thing that was a little bit odd was that her body had like this red tinge to it. Okay. But they couldn't see a whole lot yet. Interesting. So then they move throughout the house, and this is where the children are. So there's Sophie's three children. So there's nine-year-old, nine. Nine-year-old Daniel Gerardo. 11-year-old Nash Gerardo. 13-year-old Mario Ortiz. And then there's also Sophie's nephew, who is 15-year-old Mark McPeak. So... 9 to 15 is that range. Yep. 9, 11, 13, 15. Oh my gosh. So, again, the cat is also dead, either on the mantle or near it. But the cat also doesn't seem to have any injuries. None of them seem to have any injuries. What the hell? So they're like, what happened here? So there are far more questions than answers at this point. And Lieutenant Kenda has seen a lot of things in his career, to see the least. But looking at the scene... He sort of strays from the other investigators' belief that this is a religious cult massacre theory yeah. idea that's going on here. And he's like, I just don't get that sense from this. Um, the reason for that is that there's no blood. There's no injuries. And typically you would see a d- that it's pretty gruesome. Right. But like if they were to sacrifice a cat, there would be an emphasis on like how the body is placed or the blood right. of the animal normally some kind of dismemberment there would be some sort of probably posing to the bodies or something like that blood and a message and a whatever well and even if we stray from that and like a typical i don't want to say like familiacide kind of deal but like where a person might go in and kill other people that they might be able to get away with not having anything on one or two of them but it would be hard to go into a house full of five people and end up with nothing whatsoever. Right. That's it's really hard. Because, you know, in most situations, you think, all right, even if it's like, in my head, I'm thinking, what's a hidden, you know, murder weapon? Maybe you overdose them, but you put the needle mark somewhere that people won't check right away, like in between the toes. People do that. Like, that's possible. But then wouldn't somebody else wake up at some point? You know, like, that's where my mind goes is... There's too many of them for it to be a blitz thing or somebody that they weren't expecting. Well, right. And then so if it's a if it's a blitz thing. Right. Why the cat? Why the cat? And also and not just because my heart is yes. upset, just as upset about an animal being hurt as people. That's just that's just how I am. Yes. Um, especially here on this podcast. Look at our logo. We, it, it's kitties. <laughs> we love them. OK. <laughs> but the cat does not appear to be injured in any way either it's dead but it just kind of looks like it's sleeping okay so it's kind of like curled up in like a ball but appropriately like a a comfortable position the way a kitty would right so 
Lieutenant Kenda is racking his brain at this point, and mm-hmm. he's in the home. He's looking over the scene, and while he's standing there, he starts to feel ill. Yeah. He starts to get dizzy. His stomach begins to cramp. He's got a little bit of difficulty concentrating, got a headache. Yeah. And it was at this time that he started to put some pieces together, and he ordered everybody out of the house. Okay. So he had a hunch that there might be a carbon monoxide leak in the home. Got it. Um, but he couldn't just guess. He had to be sure. That's not something that you can say, ah, yes, <laughs> this is what happened. No, he had, to, he had to confirm that. Yeah. So he called in uh, a utility representative, and this man's name was David Jago. Okay. So we'll call him David. So David goes in, and he's obviously safe with the proper equipment and the mask and all that good stuff that you need. And he's got this carbon monoxide detector, and he detects a lethal amount of carbon monoxide. Well, times six. So, a lot of carbon monoxide in this home. And he traces it to the furnace, which appears to be where the carbon monoxide is coming from. The furnace? Yeah. Was that normal? We'll get there. Okay. So... At this point, it's confirmed that Sophie, her three children, and her nephew, and her cat all died from this. Wow. So, they end up putting in, like, these big industrial-sized fans that firefighters normally use to clear smoke out of a building or something like that. Mm -hmm. To clear out the air, to get fresh air in there so that it's safe to be in there again. Because until that's done, no one's allowed back in that home. Right. You can't investigate or do anything. And just to include a little bit of about carbon monoxide i went to the cdc Mm. and looked up what some of those symptoms might be okay so it's headache dizziness weakness upset stomach vomiting chest pain confusion often described as flu-like and carbon monoxide is also colorless and odorless so if you can't see it you can't smell it how do you know you can't feel it you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Very difficult to detect. So if you've got these symptoms that everybody in your house does, absent of the flu, well, then you should be concerned about that. Yeah. So at this point, this is a tragic accident, right? Cut and dry? Sure. Incorrect. Okay. Wrong. Boo. F minus. Um, I will also just throw out there, there are carbon monoxide detectors. So if you get stressed, just letting you know. <laughs> oh, we'll talk about that too. Oh, of course we will. So... Even though it could have been that simple, mm-hmm. it could have been that, oh my God, a freak thing, right. maybe the detector didn't work, what in the hell, mm-hmm. that's not what it was. Because ultimately, the untimely deaths of five people mm-hmm. wasn't just going to be overlooked and dismissed as, oh, it's an accident. Whatever. It sucks that that happened. Oh, damn. So they needed to dig into how and why this happened. Right. So, the first thing they did was try to diagnose the issue with the furnace. And as it turns out, there was a part in the furnace that had been put in backwards. Interesting. So, I'm not going to pretend to know how any of that shit works. Yeah, that's fair. Just not not my strong suit. Hmm. Um, but from what I can understand, there was this fan-like part that would pull carbon monoxide away from the home and push it outwards. And it was put in backwards. And so, it did the opposite and it actually pushed it inwards. Oh, okay. So All right. when that part is installed backwards, you know, it's pushing what should be taken out 
forcing it into the home and then not letting it out. So it's like a reverse filter fan almost. Yes. Where no, it's like, that's exactly what it okay. is. Yeah. Fanning is in it, what it should be filtering out. Yeah. It's supposed to filter it one way and it's filtering the other way because the fan is put backwards. So Got it's it. doing what it's supposed to do. It's just doing it the wrong way. Okay. I get um, that. So a huge mistake like that should not have been easy, obviously. And manufacturers made sure of that. So right. they are sure to make it extremely difficult to install a fan like that backwards. It does not fit that way. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Knowing how deadly a mistake like that is, it's not just going to like slip in backwards as easily as it should fit in the right way. Weird so, little pin here. Yeah. But if you... this makes me think of polaroids which is weird but if you have one or anybody who's listening does you know that if you try to put that like film cartridge in backwards you have to literally like pry it out Mm -hmm. like white knuckle it out of that camera because it gets so stuck that it's not supposed to be in that way i can imagine it's something similar no it had to be hammered in oh my god the incorrect way that's wild so at this point they're like, was this intentional? It had to have been because you don't mm-hmm. accidentally do that. So they call in the landlord because this was a rental home. Okay. So they speak with 73-year-old Daryl Atkinson. Okay. And again, Daryl is the landlord who rushes over to the home and he is beside himself. He's in near tears over what's happened to this family. This family has just moved in. They've been there about a week. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And there were still moving boxes around the house that weren't empty mm. yet. And so Kenda had asked if anybody had serviced the home recently. Was any was any kind of licensed contractor? Did right. the furnace need work? Did you have anyone in there for anything else? Was there anything that needed to be fixed in between the last tenant and the new one moving in, right. what was going on? Which is pretty common practice. Yeah. And so Daryl said no, no work had been done. And even if there had been any maintenance, he would have hired a licensed person to do it. Right. So by this time, a crowd has formed outside the home. As always. As it does. And the rumors had already spread of the religious cult murder. You know how rumors go. Yeah. So now people are gathering like, oh my God, this was the home of a family massacre yeah all of that from satan so among the crowd were nelly moreno and francis chacon okay so nelly and francis are sophie's sisters oh and they're made aware that their sister and the children inside are all deceased oh that means one of them is the mom of the deceased is francis's 15 year old son mark and Francis said that Mark was very close with his aunt and his cousins mm. and that he had gone over to help them unpack since, again, they just moved into that home yeah. and was helping lift some of the things that the others couldn't have lifted, stuff like that. that so he was so just happened to be there that yeah. day, but he didn't live there. So it wasn't okay. like he, you know, was always there. He just happened to be. And he's the oldest one, so he's the 15-year-old. Right. So now, of course, Frances is beside herself. She's learned that not only is her son dead, her sister is dead, her nephews are dead. Right. Half of her family is now deceased. That little kitty. Yeah. I know. And it's horrific. It's heartbreaking. It's terrible. And Kenda asked the sisters if they know of anyone who would want to hurt Sophie or her children. 
Right. And they almost immediately said yes. What? They're like, actually, we know of two people because Sophie was very close with them and told them everything. That's good. And said that we have two people we think it could have been. One more than the other, but two. Very interesting. I feel like you don't usually even hear about one. No. So you see, Sophie had two boyfriends. At the same time? At the same time. Okay, Sophie, a slinky little minx. And apparently they both knew of the other but they did not like each other. So I don't know how casual or serious this was. If one was more casual than the other, we're going to get right. a little bit into that. Okay. So let's talk about the two boyfriends. Let's do it. Their names are Nathan Joyce and Kevin Cusick. Nate and Kev. So we're going to start with Nathan. Okay. That's who Kenda interviewed first. Okay. And Nathan would have had ample opportunity. He's the boyfriend. He's allowed in the home. He's expected to be. But does he have motive? Right. That's what Kenda wants to find out. So Nathan is nervous. He's upset. He's finding out that Sophie is dead. Okay. And he's crying and he's obviously not happy. No. Um, They discussed their relationship. He said that he really liked Sophie and that... He was aware of Sophie's relationship with the other boyfriend, Kevin. And Nathan says that Kevin had actually started dating her first. Okay. So then he swooped in. All right. He's the other man, if you will. Uh Okay. And he kept pursuing her. He didn't care. He knew that she was with somebody else and he was into her and he maybe wasn't proud of it, but he stuck around. Okay. And it doesn't seem like Sophie told him to get lost either. All right. So, Sophie confided in him about her relationship with Kevin also. Mm-hmm. So, she's like, got these two guys. They're aware of each other. She talks about the other one with the other. It's very odd. That is a very interesting dynamic. But she said that Kevin had hit her before. So, oh. he had turned abusive. And Nathan did not like that because someone is beating his girlfriend. Now, it might be her boyfriend, but he knows that this relationship has turned physical. Right. Um, okay. And so, Kenda just did not feel like Nathan was this guy, was the guy. He just didn't feel like he was the one that would hurt her. There really wasn't a motive. Okay. Other than wanting to date her, it didn't get the impression that he wanted him all for himself. Well, and it seems like Nathan knew a that he was sharing but b cared enough about her that he didn't mind some faction of that whether or not that he didn't care about any of it or he cared about all of it but he didn't care because he still got to spend time with her i don't know but like right and for all i know it could have just been like casual maybe they're using dating very like loosely or whatever that is or if she was trying to end it with kevin and starts dating right whatever the case may be i won't pretend to know But regardless, Kenda got the impression that Nathan was not his guy for this murder. Okay, Kenda. Even though he had opportunity, motive just really wasn't there. And he got the sense that if anybody was the perpetrator of the two of them, it would likely be the one who's already assaulted her. Right. And so that's when he speaks with Kevin. 
So Kevin's a construction worker. Okay. Which drew a bit more attention to him as a suspect because that provides him access to tradesmen. Yeah. Even if he himself is not able to service the furnace, he might know somebody who does. Right. Granted, and anybody could know somebody who does, but his line of work would might put him in more connection. Right. More connection. You also might have a better standing rapport with some of those people because presumably you'd have like a good working relationship with them. Yeah. Yeah. So the question is, OK, could he have hired someone to rig it this way? Could he have asked someone to teach him about it, to do it and learned it himself? Right. You know, there's there's opportunities there. And he also had opportunity being inside the home. He's the boyfriend. Right. So several reports have also said now that he had begun getting physical with her. Okay. So the sisters had mentioned it. Nathan confirmed it. Right. And I couldn't find anything about whether or not Kevin admitted it. But they did talk about their relationship together. Okay. So Kenda goes and talks to him so did he murder her and her family and throughout their conversation kenda rules out kevin as well okay kevin is distraught amongst other things he's very 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 upset didn't seem to know what happened he was believed so we no longer think it's kevin we don't think that it's nathan so now at this point we're back to square one so we were okay like well it has to be one of the boyfriends it wasn't okay girl both of them sounded good at the start, but with digging a little bit more, truly neither of them had motive, probably neither had knowledge of how to do that, and very just a very odd circumstances. So they're back to the drawing board. We're at step one again. Right. So Kenda reaches back out to the landlord, Daryl, and asks him, okay, can you tell us anything else about Sophie? Can you tell us anything else about the home? Can you tell us anything else about the previous tenants? Right. What, Any, what, are, what are the circumstances? And so he said that the last tenants actually had left on bad terms um, okay. because they were evicted. And they had broke rules of their lease. They were not paying their rent. They had pets when they weren't supposed to. It was very dirty. It wasn't very well kept. It wasn't up to par of what it should be okay and they were evicted so he gives kenda the names of these previous tenants uh their names are marvin and brenda hogset hogset yes hogset that is an unfortunate last name isn't it yeah yeah i just i mean sorry there are worse ones but it's not great yeah I mean, nobody's calling them the nose, but hogs it. Yeah, like okay. ho- like hog. I don't know. No, I don't know. But they're a young married couple. Okay. And Daryl also tells him that he believed that Marvin had worked in HVAC. Okay. So, hmm. So now the Marvin's the husband. Yes. So Marvin's the, okay. the one of the young couple who got evicted. So now the question is, did the Hogsets rig this hoping that Daryl would be the target? Ah, okay. You know, some people get evicted. They think that the landlord's going to live in the home. Right. Could it's that possible? Could that have that's been a, it? That's a motive. So, more questions. So, Kenda discovers that the couple no longer lives together. Now, granted, remember they had ah. only recently been kicked out. Married. Well, kicked out. Yeah. Yeah. 
Wait, did you say they were newly married or are they just young and They're married? They're young and married. Okay. okay. Young right. and married. Sorry. But I don't know how much time passed between when they were evicted and when Sophie moved in. Right. So we know it was at max, or not at max, at least the seven days because they'd been living there, but we don't know what the range Right. Could, could it be. have been a couple of months? Was the home in such bad condition after they left that it took a lot to make repairs or things like that i mean there there should be there has to be some kind of cleaning that you know a cleaning crew probably has to go in there make sure there's no biohazards well now i'm freaking sus of the landlord because he said that nothing happened in between the last the last tenants oh we're gonna get there okay so with that kenda sets out to go talk to them so again they no longer live together they're estranged I don't know right. that they're legally separated by any means, but they're certainly not living together. They weren't happy together. Okay. And Brenda still lives in Colorado Springs. So she's still in the same town. She's just obviously not in that home anymore. So he speaks with her first, just convenience sake. She's right there. Right. So she said that they had had issues with the home. They had both been brought to the hospital due to carbon monoxide poisoning while, the, oh. while they were living in the home. <laughs> oh. She also said that she didn't think Marvin would do that. Okay. So then Kenda goes to Denver to speak with Marvin because that is where Marvin has relocated. And Marvin also tells him about how he and Brenda were hospitalized from carbon monoxide poisoning and that they were lucky to be alive. He even provided a hospital bill to prove it. Right. Saying like this okay. is, you know, he had the bill from the ambulance ride to the hospital and had proof of their stay in the hospital. Right. So they might not be the perpetrators, but they might be another set of victims. Correct. Okay. And so he said that he had told Daryl about it, the landlord. He said, this is what happened to us. We right. were told we're lucky to be alive. Something's up with this home. You need to fix it. Mm-hmm. And apparently Marvin had borrowed one of the carbon monoxide like detector things from work brought it home and tested his own house because of that okay. and also saw that the results were really high or whatever okay so he's like you need to fix this right and he said that marvin was basically a cheap bastard and wouldn't replace the furnace oh. and all of his claims about only hiring people that were licensed to do it not so much. We're BS because Marvin would just go in and try to figure out himself. Oh, maybe hammer some stuff back in if it doesn't fit right. So okay. he'd rather not pay someone else to do it and save the hundred bucks. Right. So after that, Kenda goes back and talks with Daryl again. Because it does seem like this is just another set of victims. And whether right. they left on great terms or terrible terms, regardless, they're probably lucky to be alive considering... Yeah. The state of, like, of what's going on in that house. So. Wow. Daryl, 73 years old. I also want to note that Daryl's wife had died two years before this. Okay. His son had also passed away before that. Oh, and Darryl. he had only his daughter left and some grandkids. Just so you have okay. a little bit of an idea of who Daryl is. When Kenda asked Daryl if he had done the work himself. You know, he's <laughs> like, I, I spoke with everybody. Yeah. He cries and said he did it. He said oh. he said he didn't know how to fix it. He did his best. He hammered in, he hammered in pieces that he thought were in the right spot. 
and never had it looked over or serviced by a professional. Hi. So Daryl was arrested for manslaughter, but he made bail. And on January 19th, Daryl Atkinson was discovered dead in his vehicle in his garage, having killed himself via carbon monoxide poisoning just as the, the victims had died. Holy cow. So he couldn't live with himself. It was really bad. So all around a horrific case. Yeah. Because it began as, let's remember, possible sexual assault. They're looking at her zipper and her shirt. Then murder turned family annihilation, turned ritualistic cult killing, turned possible accidental carbon monoxide poisoning, turned intentional murder, turned back to accidental murder. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I think I have whiplash from all that. So there are a lot of victims here, right? We've got Sophie, who was remembered as a devoted and loving single mother who had finally saved enough money to move her family into that home. Which had more space than any of the homes that they'd ever lived in. And this was only a two-bedroom house, and there's five people in there. Well, no. I guess her three kids, so there's four people in there living there. It's a two-bedroom home. And this was better than what they had before. Yeah. Good for her, though, for putting in that work. And just to remind you, the kids are only 9, 11, and 13, and then her nephew, the 15-year-old. The cat, also a victim of circumstances, just like everybody else, couldn't leave. Um, Francis and Nellie, who lost a significant part of their family in one day, especially Francis, who also lost her son. And I would consider Nathan and Kevin victims as they both lost a boyfriend, uh, excuse me, a girlfriend. Whatever. Well, (laughs) and kind of a secondary boyfriend. But yeah. Well, whatever, regardless of whatever that arrangement was and whether or not Kevin was abusive, that's a different conversation. I don't, I don't know. But you're still losing somebody. And then there's Daryl Atkinson, who lazily jerry-rigged a furnace, thinking it was fine, thinking he was saving 100 bucks, maybe 200 bucks at max, took the easy way out, ended up accidentally killing five people. That's nuts. Four children. All victims. His daughter, his grandkids, victims. Horrible. And the interesting thing here that I want to note is that the reason that her that Sophie's pants were probably like that was one of the biggest symptoms that people tend to feel first is stomach cramping. Oh. And so it might have been that she like tried to loosen her jeans and like pull up oh, her shirt cuz she okay. was feeling and it probably got so bad and it was just before she died. Was do you know was she like on a couch or like on the floor? She's found on the floor. On the floor. Okay. So she could have just like fallen over. But it could have gotten to the point where, it's like, you don't want to be in tight clothing. You, right. You don't want to change or whatever. And so... Hell, even when I eat cheese, I want to get into loose clothing. Well, like, yeah, but that's you. Yeah. Well, I think that's everybody, actually. So... <laughs> Do you not get uncomfy after cheese? I haven't noticed. Oh, awesome. I don't, like, okay. eat a pound of cheese and then, like, stare. You don't? Nope. I need to reevaluate. That's a you thing, babe. <laughs> but in Just this case... It. All of these other circumstances that looked mm-hmm. like, is it an assault? Is it ritualistic? What it really right. was, was they were just unpacking. They were religious, had that on the mantle place, but it just happened to be the only things that were set up yet. So right. it wasn't the shrine to anything. It was just, that was one of the things that got decorated. That was the box that was open. They've right. only been there a week. The cat wasn't murdered as part of some cult massacre. She just curled up. The just cat just also died of the same carbon monoxide poisoning. 
right it's all the same but it just it changed so many times so is he a murderer by textbook definitions yeah i mean he is responsible for the death of them was it intentional no no not at all oh my gosh so after this the state of colorado passed a law that requires landlords to have a licensed professional ensure that an appliance is safe if there's concerns about it so there's some sort of like i think they called it red tagged in the article that i was reading um because i after that i was like i read that i watched that episode of homicide hunter just saw that it ended and i was like wait a minute so i went and looked i'm like are there laws against this like how many laws right. did he break so apparently this this among a couple of other similar cases sparked right. colorado to pass this law Good. So they call it like red tagging um like different i don't know appliances and if something has that that needs to be given like a seal of approval by a okay. licensed professional otherwise the utility company can even like cut services to that appliance oh, or shit. to the home okay. overall all right um i think that's fair I mean, I'm definitely a cheapo myself, so, like, I get it, and if I knew how to do it, I would do but that. But if you can DIY but and you're just thinking that you can do it? Right. It's much different. I'm, I also don't, you know, have people in lives that I'm responsible for maintaining their quality of home and life, mm-hmm. I'm life in that home. And also, you would think that even if it's a furnace, something like carbon monoxide poisoning... A, get your get your little alarms. But B, I completely agree with having somebody that at least has to check it over. Mm-hmm. Like maybe he did a great job. But I mean, obviously we know he didn't. But like, take all of this out of it. Maybe somebody DIYs and they do great. And then somebody just comes in and goes, "Okay, looks good. See you later." True. And you know, even if you did it 100% fantastic, like, don't you want to find out? I mean, yeah. I would try to, if it were me, my home, probably watch a YouTube video and try to do it myself. Maybe call a family member I know, you know, who knows more than I do and give it a shot. But I can, I can understand the rationale of it can't be that difficult. Let me try to whatever. Right. Absolutely. Especially as someone who has and does with a lot of things, you know. And what's odd is if the other couple that first one marvin and brenda had already experienced symptoms of that mm-hmm. then marvin goes in and does it and did it get significantly worse after he said he serviced it or did he quote unquote service it beforehand and then all of a sudden they got sick because it seems like they had been living there i mean at least long enough that they were months and months behind on rent so when right. marvin went in to quote fix it did he just make it significantly worse Right. Excuse me. When Daryl went in to fix it, did he like? How did that come to be? It's just very odd. But yeah, whatever the order of events was, no professional looked at it. Every time it had been worked on, it had been worked on by Daryl. Okay. Well, and I think ultimately, you know, it is confusing to me that the young couple could have lived there for that long and only had some symptoms towards the end. But also, they almost died. (laughs) Yeah, but also, like, wouldn't you think that when that happens, that you then check everything you can to cover your bases to say, all right, I'm not going to almost kill this couple again from carbon monoxide poisoning that nobody knows about? Sure. Because even in the event that he serviced it wrong and carbon monoxide was flooding into that apartment, there should have been some sort of backup there to be like, hey, this is not safe. There's shit going on in this apartment. 
before they started to feel like they were going to die from carbon monoxide poisoning. Well, right. And then I wonder, okay, were the tenants, I mean, granted, you don't have to like them. They could have been absolute assholes, pieces of shit, whatever. They could have easily been. Right. They still have tenants' rights. And they're also still people. But I'm wondering, was the relationship between the landlord and the tenant so poor that the tenant saying, hey, we almost died from this, and is he just blowing it off because th- he thinks that they're trying to get something for nothing? Right, or, like, exaggerating right. or whatever. Right, or try to cost him money or try to do whatever because, th- I mean, only because the police sh- asked for them to show the right. bill for the ambulance ride and the hospital stay, like, proof of that. Right. I don't know that the landlord would say, well, prove it then. You yeah. Know, prove that this is actually what's going on here. That would be one hell of a conversation. And right. at what point do you have, like, no, I don't have to show you that. I'm telling you that, you know, whatever that case may be. Right. I'm surprised they didn't even try to go after him for them paying the medical bills. But Oh, absolutely. Regardless, all I'm saying is that the order of events seems sort of odd. Mm-hmm. But regardless, it doesn't matter because the only person that worked on it, the only one that messed it up, was the landlord. Yeah. And so, before we wrap this up... Mm-hmm. I want to include some things that you can do to protect yourself and your family from carbon monoxide poisoning because if you are anything like me, you now have anxiety over this. Yes. Um, and you now are thinking at any time your stomach hurts or you have a headache, which is like for me daily, um, that this this <laughs> might be the cause. So here are some tips from the CDC. Install a backup battery operated carbon monoxide detector in your home. Oh, that's a really so good idea. So one that's not wired ends if you lose power, you still, whatever. You have to get a backup. Um, have your heating system, water heater, and any other gas, oil, or coal burning appliances serviced by a qualified technician yearly. Okay. Just have someone take a peek. Right. Do not use portable flameless chemical heaters indoors. Do not burn charcoal indoors. Have your chimney checked or cleaned every year because if debris gets backed up, then you're just blocking carbon right. monoxide. There's no outlets in your home and if you smell an odor from your gas refrigerator have an expert service it don't try to do it yourself yes for cars don't start your car in your garage and leave it running don't do it please don't my gosh have a mechanic check the exhaust system of your truck or car if you are concerned or maybe every year or so right just to know for sure I'm the kind of person that, like, every time I get my oil changed, I'm like, just look her over, boys. Like, <laughs> just tell me what's on. What's going on? They're like, your your uh, wiper fluid's going to cost you $500. Oh, I'm not that bad, but I'm not much better either. I know not to pay for premium air. <laughs> it's the premium air. Yeah, we fill up your tires with best air it's only yeah. only the best for you yeah yeah for you for those tires <laughs> but there are a bunch of things you can do also again just have a couple of the battery operated ones around just to have yeah um anxiety do be real mm-hmm. and that's we not something you want to mess with when it's odorless and colorless yeah. and you, you can't feel it see it hear it taste it whatever well exactly and when it's something that doesn't give you any heads up like that and it's something that's potentially fatal and it might not even just be fatal to you like you know poor little kitties or whoever's in your home could be hurting them too 
it's just worth the peace of mind. And the battery ones, so important. And then check that the batteries are still working every few years. I know, what's the point of having it if you don't have batteries in it, people? Come on. Yes. And I am so incessant about having them, like, plugged in and around. But, like, I always forget that power outages happen. And they do. Do you know what so. I'm notorious for? And it's hmm. it's a red flag of mine, and I can own it. Okay. If something, if one of those alarms is beeping... You'll just take I'll it just out. Just unplug it because <laughs> it's annoying. It is so. <laughs> it's so for me, bad. Not that I've done it with that, but like sometimes you know, like oh, change the batteries. I'm like, you know what? Fuck you. I can't reach yeah. them right now, and I'll yes. use like a broom to Stick. yeah to just try to like shut it up for a little bit, and then maybe I forget for a day or yeah, a month or so. And, yeah, know, I mean, shit happened. It does. But um, not after reading after like going over this, I was like, I I will not do that anymore. Yeah, I will not. That's a good place to to put growth yeah. in your life. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think my red flag like that is that I am insane about lint in the dryer. Oh, me too. My, like, oh, I don't know if it's a toxic trait. I don't know what it is. Somebody could be like, yeah, I cleaned it out. Before I'm running my shit, I'm like, is there any, is there any lint in this? And then mm-hmm. I'm done and I take it all out. And then I'm like, how do I get that one itty bitty piece at the bottom of the tray? Because it's going to set my house on yep, fire. I check it first. Like, you do it afterwards. If I could do mm-hmm. it like mid run, I would do that too. I know. I'd be like, are you okay? Okay. Thank you. I don't know. It's how I was raised. It was always like, you check that. And it's like, it I will do that. It was huge in my house. I have no idea where it came from, but I'm just like, where's the lid? I didn't do that to you. Did I? No, I don't think oh, so. Okay. If I'm being honest with you, I think it was a Girl Scout thing. Okay. Because um, we used to learn, obviously, like, all of the outdoorsy stuff, which included good fire tinder, mm. which was lint. It lights really quick. So, not so great. But, damn, what a good message to check all of our alarms. But what a ride. So, did an entire family die? Yes. Was it gr- a gruesome, bloody bloodbath? craziness no no but interesting how it all kind of came to be and i mean it was murder it was accidental it was manslaughter but it 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 wasn't that it was a freak accident i mean things happened that shouldn't have happened it wasn't by any means on purpose right well and i think this is actually like a perfect one for thanksgiving because there wasn't really any malice like intended he wasn't looking to hurt people just was looking to do what he could with his own hands yeah and it's like okay you saved 100 let's cap it at 200 bucks five people died even if it was five grand those people's lives are worth more than a grand each and as a landlord that is your responsibility yeah um i think landlords it's actually an interesting topic that we're talking about there is a John Oliver episode that he just did recently, like in the last month or so, on rent and landlords specifically right now. But landlords hold so much power mm-hmm. in our normal day-to-day society, whether it's, you know, your rent costs, what they're going to be charging you or upcharging you every year on your rent, stuff like that, um, to the living conditions, like refusing to fix things unless you move out or refusing to put you up to fix things when you do have a right to have a place to stay like if you're pest p- control and what their laws are right read your lease people please please read your lease know what your rights are and look up tenants rights like you have them and there's probably more than you think there are 
um, because they have this power. And they literally are, they have your life in their hands, whether it's with something like this, with carbon monoxide, to they have the key to your door. Like, these are people of prominent place in your life. So yeah, whether just, you think that they're amazing or you think that they suck. Yeah, whatever it is, know what's in your corner and what you have to fight with if you need to. And ultimately, read your lease because as unpleasant as it is, at the end of the day, if you signed it, you signed it. That's it. Right. Um, very important. Also, I don't know why I have to say this, but I just really feel the need in my heart right now. Um, please don't cram a bunch of animals in a really tiny apartment. I don't know why it really bothers me, but it really bothers me. Like, if there's a cap on the size of a pet, it's usually for a reason, and it's because they need to have, like, ample space. Mm-hmm. Please don't put your pit bull in, like, a 200-square-foot studio. I know. <laughs> I know, you know, I, I understand that life happens and, walk your and circumstances pet. happen, walk but, like, them. yeah, love them, spend time with them. They're another life. Cuddles. And they're yours. Cuddles. Yeah. yeah. Um... Happy Thanksgiving, you guys. Happy Thanksgiving. I think we could use a reprieve, and I think that we should share what we're thankful for. I love that. Uh, obviously, number one, Newton. Number one, B, you guys. Number one, B. Also, thankful for all of my wonderful family, all of my good friends. I'm thankful for Sam. I'm thankful for you. Um, I'm thankful for Mia and for uh, your fiance who doesn't mind hearing my voice as much as you hear my voice because it's a lot. He's a keeper. I'll keep him around. Yeah. And if nothing else, man, it'll be nice for him when his hearing goes and he can tune me out. Um, (laughs) I am grateful for health and... Um, I don't know, living where I am and the time that I am. I like How it. about you? I'm very thankful for my family. I have, I'm very close with my parents. I love this time of year because I like spending yeah. time with my family. And I'm excited to see everybody for Thanksgiving and Christmas and all that fun stuff. And I don't know, I just have really awesome parents. I know not, not everybody does and that's awful. Because the ATFTC fam does have some good parents. Good, yeah, good parents right? in our corner. And I'm lucky enough that not only do I love my parents, but I like them too. I don't yes. just tolerate them. Um, I genuinely respect and value their opinions. And yeah. my mom is a saint and the most resilient and Shout kind out. person I know. I know. She, yeah, she's such a she's such a woman. She's a cherub. She is something. Yeah. And she, I just, I thank her for my love of animals and, and all that stuff. And my dad's a riot. And my deadpan sarcasm, awful sense of humor <laughs> like that is entirely him. Um, it's my dad's as well. And I appreciate that. And I just, I love yeah. all my friends. I just, I feel very lucky to have a lot of awesome people in my life. But, and also a huge part of that is getting mm. to hang out with you guys twice yeah. a week. Hey, hi, hello, hey. how are you? We appreciate it so much. We're literally spending Thanksgiving together. It's basically Olive Garden. We're family. Okay. Oh, I love that. Thank you guys for having us over. <gasps> oh my gosh. Did you set a little plate for us? Please don't. Make sure you, I'm going to send a thank you card to your parents for having me. Thank you. Yes. Um. Do they need anything for like a hosting gift? Yeah, do what they want can flowers, I, wine? What can I bring? Should I bring wine, cheese? Cheese. Of course, we went to cheese. Potatoes. Um, Um, Potatoes. 
Anything Any we can bring, just let us know. Gravy, specifically. Ew. I know if it was Newton. Newton's all about the gravy. Oh, Newton. My cat will not eat anything if there's not gravy on it. I made serious? him a pancake this weekend. You did? I did. Like a cat uh, pancake? That's a thing? Yeah. Like, well, I made pancakes, and he can eat what I make them with, because I have a recipe from... Uh, a few years ago when I needed to know reduced sodium recipes. Interesting. So he could actually eat it. Um, and I made him a little N and he sniffed around. Well, and I, ma- so I made him his initials, which was ND. And then I gave him <laughs> two baby little pancakes for like little dots after the initials. And he ate one of the baby dots, but he did <laughs> not eat anything else. And he was like, you're seriously not even going to put any gravy on that. Oh my God. Nasty. Like, He's like, this is what peasants eat. I will not he barely touches I his dry refuse. food. Yeah. What no, he loves bastard. gravy. Yeah. This. I mean, look, I'm a soup woman. I get it. But, like, this guy loves gravy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, Newton. We hope that you get to give your kitties and your pets and your dogs and your lizards and snakes and whatever you have, guinea pigs, little treats. Give them some love. And on Thanksgiving, fill their tummy. Um I've decided that Thanksgiving for me is just a celebration of the things that I'm grateful for and those that I love. And even though in America it is a historic holiday, anybody who's not in America, you can feel a little extra grateful today, too. So do something nice for somebody. Reflect on what you're thankful for. And when you're reflecting on what you're thankful for, be very deliberate in what you allow to upset you and make you happy if it's material items push it aside we're going for quality over quantity here people we're going deep hit hit that soft spot be like i do really love blankets yeah for me it's a heated blanket but i do really love blankets also hit that download and follow (laughs) like and subscribe i don't know i you guys i don't want to talk you guys little ears off because you guys can go enjoy the holiday we're talking about spending time with your family go fucking do that oh my gosh seriously literally you are still here and you keep distracting us so if you could just like skedaddle that would be (laughs) ideal um before you do that if you did want to check out our instagram you could do that at about time for true crime pod with periods in between every word a-b-o-u-t period t-i-m-e period f-o-r period t-r-u-e period c-r-i-m-e period pod and you could see any of the people that we talked about any prominent places resources memes that have to do with anything anything true crime related and just give us a giggle and cats and pets and all of that stuff so it's a great place to be and again that's where you can enter our t-shirt giveaway and just enter our little t-shirt giveaway all you need to do is tag a friend in a Mm -hmm. comment Post any of our posts onto your story to just spread the word, spread yeah. the good word and spread the love. Or you can send us a cute little email and you can do that at about time, the number four TC at gmail.com. So that would be A-B-O-U-T-T-I-M-E numeric four TC at gmail.com. All right, you guys. Happy Thanksgiving. We hope you had a great day and you're full of stuffing. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, I don't know. If I look at my watch, it does seem like that was about time for true crime. Bye. Bye.